What's up, guys? Welcome to Just So We're Clear, a podcast brought to you straight out of Singapore with your hosts, Marissa True and myself, Hanley Hofer. Now, if you've listened to us before, well, you know the deal. But if you're new here, well, hey, welcome. So on this show, we cover pretty much everything to do with modern life, female empowerment, sex, mental health, finances, you name it, we do it in the most uncut way possible. Mm -hmm. So grab a coffee, maybe even a glass of wine. No, definitely some wine. Light a scented candle. Or maybe you're at the gym or you're cooking your dinner. But consider this next hour your time to feel like you're not alone. Because trust us, we get it. It's just so we're clear. Well, hello there. Hi. It's giving us a minute to ease into this episode because we know we're out of practice. It's been a while since it's just been me and Marissa. And by a while, we mean two months. At this point, you guys already know how this goes. Let's not dwell on the past (laughs) (laughs) and get straight to it because first of all, hey, what's up? We've missed you guys. We have. I've low-key missed you, too. Aww. This is like our channel to open up about things and explain the dark inner truths that we face that we don't bring up on a daily basis when we chat, because let's be honest. It's heavy shit. Yeah. And when we chat, you'll just send me a meme and I'll reply, lol. And that's about the extent of our friendship. We're not very communicative. We're not. It's weird, isn't I'm, it? No, I'm a good communicator face-to-face, but like over text... No, I've, I'm also not a texter. Like when I started dating my boyfriend or if I'm flirting with any guy, I don't have my text game down, you know? I am exclusively a texter. Oh. You ask me to flirt in person and you are asking for a shit show. Oh man, we're very opposite because for me, I feel like my texting ways, even when I'm flirting, like I, I just, do I put a smiley face here? Then I, but I did a smiley face two messages ago and now it's like I'm too friendly and I don't want that. Because, you know, you got to have some game. So so my text game is so strong that I got someone else a date for them by telling them what to write in their chat. So not so to guys, toot my own horn. If you but need some uh, texting advice. To- Matchmaking services by Marissa. Just text 8168. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the rest. We don't need to give out my phone number on this. Um, so yeah, this is a good time for us to unwind and get into like, let's not get into the surface stuff of like, what we've been like, literally up to. So we're gonna be going, okay, listen, the last time we did this, I spoke about grief. That's true. So we're only a little lighter this time, I hope. Though at the same time, the last time everyone heard my voice, I was talking about dating profiles with my sister. So they're balanced. Yeah, we we have the right blend. We're all up to date. And um, today, Let's also take a second to mark where we are historically, right? So this week is just weird energy, frankly. I mean, it's dark energy. Ukraine has been invaded by Russia within the last 24 hours. I want to acknowledge that because that definitely weighs into the vibe that I've been feeling today. It's been really unnerving because I think everyone was sort of gaining slow optimism at the end of this pandemic and being like, wow, things are starting to feel normal. I could actually book holidays or go to my friend's weddings this year. And then suddenly you have this shadow of a global conflict coming up and you just think, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to this. It's so surreal. For sure. Because it's like, what else could go wrong? 
And the answer is war. Yeah. And, and and that is actually what's happening right now. And and I think on like a emotional, energetic level, we're all feeling it. And I want everyone to just acknowledge that if you felt that in the last week because of global events, we are right here with you. Like it's a human experience. And it's heavy. It's heavy shit. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? We're so far removed from it. We live in our own bubble. We're all the way out in Asia. And so we're watching it all from afar. And so it almost feels weird to have an emotional reaction to it because you just kind of, or like the anxiety or that weight that sits on your chest because you're like, in a way, this isn't actually something I'm directly impacted by, yet psychologically, I still feel the weight of it. So it's trying to connect those dots. Okay, I'd like to offer a perspective because the other day I had drinks with my therapist. Drinks? Is that up to code? See, I don't know because we haven't, I haven't had a session with her for a minute. And frankly, I just wanted to like, well, she turns 40 and we've done collaborative stuff for the last two years and she's really helped me. And so I wanted to buy her a drink to say thank you for everything. And I should also buy my therapist a drink. To be honest, she's really helped me a lot. Shout out to you, Natalia. <laughs> but I was sharing with her how in my trip to Germany, I learned a lot about World War II and how mm. that had affected my father by mm. giving him post-war trauma growing up in that setting and how that directly relates to me and my experience through his generational, generational experience. Generational trauma. Exactly. So when we consider war, our parents' parents lived through war, yeah. right? In every mm -hmm. generation. So we got to remember that what is happening now, this idea that it, how is it related to me is because war is related to humanity full stop oh yeah and so what she's told me is that one of her clients is the daughter of a polish immigrant mm -hmm. i believe and when the headlines started breaking out about russia wanting to invade ukraine her mother started to have ptsd from her experience which passed on to her daughter to her mm -hmm. natalia's other client and the link and the generational trauma link between war and crisis and disaster it mm -hmm. runs deep oh it yeah. affects us all and so even though we might feel like this is happening in ukraine like it affects us all and something is being awakened in all of us of yeah. like the darkest part of humanity it's heavy yeah i mean i started reading and i'm only about a third of the way through the the mind uh mind body problem is that it no oh the body keeps score the body keeps the score mm -hmm. yeah mind yeah. body problem is definitely a sci-fi novel <laughs> Excuse my me. buddy problem <laughs> sounds like bed bath and beyond <laughs> if we had a therapy yeah. if we had a therapy you can clinic. buy scented candles and journals and here are some tissues for when you inevitably cry <laughs> weighted blanket anyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> no uh body keeps the score and it touches on that and basically how it actually impacts your neural development and that's something that fascinates me because I'm actually going back and looking through people I know and especially older generations and realizing why they react in certain ways and it's kind of clicking and then now we have the added context of god I mean an impending war because Russia's invading it's it sounds like a fucking movie because yeah. it is because how many times in movies are we like Soviets are here, like the Russians are invading. Yeah. But actually, this is reality now, and it's terrifying. Like, here's a pandemic. Oh, throw in a dash of global financial crisis. What? NFTs and digital. Like, we're going to buy three-dimensional animals on the internet, and they're going to be worth a lot of money. And then suddenly, Russia's invading Ukraine. Like, See, 
Couldn't have written it better myself if I was a novelist. Someone someone said in my Instagram stories today, because I put out a question like, how is everyone really feeling? And they said that they're trying to focus on meaningless work while the world feels like it's about to explode. And I think maybe what we're all feeling is that with these headlines and with these images that we're seeing of war, it's making us feel like everything that we've been focusing on like all the like the smaller problems of like what humanity really goes through and suffer feels meaningless right now. Like uh, NFTs and crypto feels meaningless when you're seeing people's homes get bombed. So this is interesting because I I hear that and I think I guess there are two ways to respond or like two opposite responses, which is one, I'm going to focus on meaningless tasks because everything means too much right now. Like everything is too significant and it's overwhelming versus looking at everything that's happening and realizing all the stuff you're doing fundamentally doesn't matter because let's be honest most nfts that people are about do not matter keep going on about nfts let's not let's, leave, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not go too that. deep into let's nfts please <laughs> no but in terms of like the meaninglessness of it and everything that we're focusing on and prioritizing and literally throwing money into so i guess people go either way they either choose to just focus on that and be like, at least I don't have, at least this bears no weight on me mm. versus now I better find real meaning in everything I do because everything is so much more important and everything is crystallized in a different way. Yeah. So where would you say you are on that spectrum? That's honestly something I'm trying to figure out. Mm. Frankly, a bit of me is mentally shut down where I'm like, just focus on what's in front of you and just have a good time mm-hmm. because whether you like it or not, the world could potentially get a lot worse before it gets better. And that's going to be completely beyond your control. So take the small joys where you can. And also just, I don't know, just generally be there for people if they're not able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend who his father's in Ukraine and he's desperately been calling his father and encouraging him to evacuate. Um, and it took a lot of prodding because obviously this is his father's home city. He doesn't mm. want to leave and he's being forced out against his will because of the threat of death and like I I can't imagine what that must be like for him so the only thing I can do is occasionally check in with him and be like are you all right or do you Mm. want to talk about it yeah yeah I mean I think for me the the thing that in the context of like what makes you what what you consider has meaning I think for me it has done the second of what you said where it I'm not trying to focus on things that are meaningless in the sense that I can focus on that and that's that's what I can use to control. Yeah. But it's really made me check in of like my life. Like what? where am I putting my energy into? And am I living my day as meaningful as I can to have a whole and intentional life? Okay, this is a deep sentence, right? But sure. I also think I want to give a little backstory to where I'm coming from from this. You mean, I've shared with you, but this last two months for me has felt like a big stir. Like, I feel like in, if I want to like put an imagery behind this, like I'm a big cereal bowl, you guys. And Are someone you like just, Lucky Charms? I'm Lucky. No, 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 no. Lucky Charms has no flavor. What? No, I'm Frosties. The marshmallows? What? Frosties. They're both sugar. No, but Lucky Charms, like, okay, Lucky Charms, the marshmallow is tasty, but the actual cereal is trash. Well, the Frosties, Frosties are full- just plain cornflakes covered in, in sugar. sugar. But sugar is not flavor. But it's tasty. Okay, you know what? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Sure. Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry, we really got bogged yeah. down in the important stuff. <laughs> Go on. We didn't even think about Cocoa Puffs. But anyway. Waffle Crisp. No, no, no. I, I got to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm loyal. Loops. No, Fruit Loops, gross. They're, they're disgusting. Come on, Fruity Milk? Granola? Gr- no, see, because that was already some like adult shit. And I oh, didn't so, want that when okay. I was a kid. Cocoa Crunch. Okay, coming back to my honey cereal bowl. Stars. Honey stars. Honey stars. Honey stars. Shout out to okay. honey stars. So I'm gonna re- take that back. I'm a big bowl of honey stars right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like I just had a big spoon come in and stir me up. And I'm going through a bit of a inner reflection of like, how am I living my life? Am I being to the fullest extent most authentically myself? And do I feel fulfilled? Do I feel like in, do I feel embodied? Do I feel like I'm embodying the values that I want to be, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I've already been on this trip. So then seeing all these images of war have just made me be like, where is my life going? And like, what's the meaning of it? Oh, heavy shit. Yeah, but that's a big question to mm. ask yourself at this stage in your life. And I don't know if we ever fully grasp the answer. Because mm. I completely... I I completely support the idea of kind of consistently living intentionally and trying to understand what you really value and trying to maximize on that at all times and fulfill that potential. But then the other side of me asks, how much energy does that take as much as give? Hmm. Because that is an effortful thing to do. To always be wondering, is this this enough? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. To always be thinking, is this the most authentic thing? Or is this what I should be doing? Because is it true to me? Mm. Versus occasionally just sort of letting yourself just kind of be a blob and just be like, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. I can take joy from this, even if it's not on brand. I guess it's like, you know, when you're feeling lost, which we all go through seasons of. Yeah. Don't let it define your moment. Don't let it be like, this is my lost season. You know, like, I think it's like if we focus too much on feeling lost and focusing on the loss so much, we'll stay lost longer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's almost like an amplifying effect, right? Where you blow a small moment up and suddenly it's all consuming and you very much lose the forest for the trees or the trees for the forest. I don't know which way around that saying goes. I've never heard that saying. What? (laughs) Basically, like, you can't really perceive the bigger picture anymore because you get so bogged down in the details and these minor moments that those are the things that consume you. I mean, like, that's something I've been facing in the last few weeks where I'm realizing that I had less of a grip on these things than I thought. Things that I thought I could kind of shake off, I'm not ready to shake off. Like what? Oh. (laughs) Like what? I mean, there's a lot of... There was a lot of drama at work for me lately uh and also last weekend i may or may not have had a panic attack the first panic attack i've had in maybe two years which genuinely i i was basically on my way home and i started to feel myself shake so i called my sister and luckily she picked up she's in london um and she immediately could sense something was wrong and then she was trying to kind of keep me calm. But by the time I arrived at my destination, stepped out of the car, I genuinely dropped all of my things. Like my purse was open. All of my stuff was all over the street. And I had to sit in the car park with a head between my knees, hyperventilating and trying to calm myself down. And there was that moment where I thought something that I had thought I had kind of dealt with, put to bed, was erupting. And it was almost like a, it was a trauma response. It was like a fight or flight response. And 
my body chose flight. Uh, it's one of those where it's like, I thought we healed this. Yeah. Like I, I thought we fixed this. And then it comes up and you're like, fuck, this is, yeah. this, this is the circle of and shit. Exactly. But the thing is that it was such a visceral response. It was so automatic and it was so consuming and sudden that no amount of logic and reasoning and... I mean, I said it before, I'll say it again. I consider myself like a hyper pragmatic person could get me out of that feeling of absolute chaos. And that's what, and then later on, obviously when I calmed down, I looked back at it and I thought now that I can apply logic and reason, I understand what happened to me and I understand why it was meaningful, but it was quite jarring to realize that I had completely lost control in that moment mm. and forgotten what that felt like because it has been so long. Yeah. Oh, that's heavy shit. Yeah, you know, we keep it real and just... We keep clear. it real. Like every single time you thought Marissa was doing great, she throws in a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, guys, I promise. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the energy all around has been crazy. You know, something that I caught myself doing recently. And this is actually what I wanted to talk about today before mm. we got distracted by, you know, the Soviets stars. and oh. the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What did we? What were we supposed to we talk supposed about? We were supposed to talk about before we got distracted by fucking war. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about this, right? So I think we always get the message to not compare ourselves to others, sure. which is already hard to do mm-hmm. because social media is a bitch, and then our inner critic Amen. is just a bigger bitch, rampant. And so to work on not comparing your comparing yourself to others is already hard. Oh yeah. But what we're also not told is to stop comparing ourselves to other versions of ourselves. Oh god, yeah. Right? Absolutely. I How want... many times you look past <sighs> like photos of you 5 years ago and go, "Damn, she could get it." So this is what I want to talk about today. It's not so much the external comparison. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the internal comparison that we go through cuz I was doing it so hard to myself. Mm-hmm. Cuz there is there has been a time in my life where I was fully in hustle mode. Right. Girl boss culture. Right. Pinterest mug. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Morning routine. She runs. She lifts. She eats salads. I had everything balanced. I had like, I was falling apart, but I felt like. You had it together. I had it together. Yeah. On paper, it was all together. I was like, yeah. you know that like rom-com and the girl has it together? Yeah. I was her. Yeah. And I was holding my own standards up to that version of myself that existed only for a short period once in my life. Sure. And it was just so hard to check myself to be like, you're not that girl anymore and you shouldn't be that girl either. And you need to stop comparing yourself to who you were when you had a whole bunch of different like factors going on in your life. But what is it about your current situation as compared with then that you're not valuing enough to be able to see the differences and say, I actually prefer this stage now. Do you prefer this stage now? I prefer this stage now because I have a better relationship with myself now sure. and I feel a lot more connected to my inner child, inner self, okay. right? Yeah. And so in that regard, I'm able to consciously recognize when I'm comparing myself, right? Like sure. yeah. myself back then, if I was sure. doing that, I wouldn't know what I was doing and I would just feel shit all the time. Whereas now I can be like, you were doing that. Don't do that. It's not very nice to yourself. But do you ever find it that even though you recognize it, it's almost like a bit of a trap in that 
be like, I see what's happening yes. and yet I still find myself doing it. So for sure, it's a trap. Yeah. It's one that I'm not coming here saying that I have the answers. I'm coming here to say that, like, talk about it because it happens. Yeah. Oh, um, God, there's yeah. like That's massive. There's all these things that can happen in your life while you're going through that, right? And I want you to remember, number one, we're not the same person. We're not even the same person we were yesterday. We're constantly mm. supposed to be evolving, and mm. that's a good thing. Even comparing yourself to yesterday is, like, is out of the argument because... You're not even the same person. And that's good. Secondly, your priorities change over time. And then when your priorities change, your energy changes. And yeah. so to think that you still have the energy for the same things you did before, also don't do that because it's not yeah. true. And some stuff just doesn't matter the way that did at that point in time. And some stuff just matters a lot more. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. Like when we're talking comparison, we're not just talking about body image. Body image is such a common one with women. Like we all look at photos of our skinnier selves and think that that was better rather than just celebrating the body we're in. We're all guilty of it. I've yet to find someone who's through and through just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, oh, they're, I don't know if they exist. No, they don't answer. Like yeah. that woman doesn't exist. That yeah. man doesn't exist. And yeah. then, yeah. And then, like you said, with hustle culture, like, for example, this will be the first year where... I'm fully stuck to just one assignment. Like I'm not juggling multiple jobs, multiple opportunities, testing myself at hand modeling, which was like my highlight of last year. Like these weird little activities. And there's a bit of my brain that's like, you're going to have to settle that because there's going to be this urge to find something else, engage in something else, which frankly is exhausting. And I just want to work hard at one thing. But my brain's habit is, yeah, but it's not what you did before. Yeah, because before you could handle all these different jobs yeah. and make it work. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to go out for drinks with my friends. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to take it easy. Just trying to make it a Friday. Yeah, really. And But that was the other thing was realizing that Friday, Monday to Friday was a marathon mm -hmm. because I was juggling six things at a time. And then now that that's all being stripped away... And I'm suddenly finding myself with time. I'm desperately fighting the instinct to fill every minute. And Ooh. frankly, I'm failing. I'm finding things to keep myself busy. So wait, wait, I'm sorry. You're looking for things to fill your minutes? Not actively, but when something comes up, I'm like, oh, I have a window. I can put that in rather than oh. reserve it. I'm very bad at reserving time for nothing. Oh, like all of my time is up for rent. Oh, and that's interesting because huh. past me had no issue with that. Present me is like, listen, we're flagging. Stop. And I'm like, no, we can go some more. <laughs> oh. So, you, OK, so for you, that sounds like energy balance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, let's and so wait, your self comparison is I had no problem spreading my energy all yeah. over the place now. I but could go now. So thin. It's like my habit is to spread my energy out. Yeah. But actually myself can't do that anymore. Nor does it want to. But you still do it? In a weird way, yeah. Because at my mindset is I do want to do that. And then as I'm doing it, I'm having a good time. But it's only when the fatigue sets in afterwards. I'm like, it's all well and good to enjoy doing these things. But our energy quota is lower. And so we're trying to keep up to the pace that we were at mm -hmm. rather than the pace we're currently at. Okay. Does that make I sense? I, I see what you mean. But okay, but do you think that's like an energy thing on a health level? Like because, you know, we're 30 now and like mm. you're just slowing down your metabolism isn't all that. Or do you think it's more of like a like a conscious energy type? Like not a 
not a sports science energy, like your blood sugar yeah. levels. I'm talking about like, and like, in and like an innate, energy. like your, your inner your spirit energy, yeah. that sense. It's that. Okay. For sure. Okay. Because I know my brain. It's like, we can do it all. Mm. And then halfway through, I'm like, we can't do it. We can't do so it. So your brain is like, yes, we can. But your soul is like, no, we fucking can't. My soul's like, let's just take a nap. Let's take a break. Yeah. So Interesting. Like, so my current practice to stop falling into that trap of what I used to be able to do and still want to be able to do is scheduling time for nothing. Mm. Like Saturday afternoon this weekend is blocked off for zero. Yeah. And if someone tries to fill it, I have to say, no, I'm busy, even no, though I'm not busy. No, no, well, that's the thing. I read this thing and it was like, we need to stop saying I did nothing because that implies that it was a waste of time. Yeah. I nothing, rested. Yeah. You have to say I rested or I dis or you say something like I decided to make no plans because it kind of gives you the power over deciding to be free versus this concept of like, I'm not doing anything. But do you kind of feel like it sucks that we can't just say I did nothing? Like it's it's a loaded statement. It Yeah, it takes a lot of work to unlearn the feeling of what that is, especially when you are like Marissa and I and have a overachiever complex. Mm -hmm. And the <laughs> idea of not doing anything equals to you're not doing enough. Yeah. And that's where it comes from. The yeah. core of like, I should be doing more. I need to be doing better. It honestly stems from a deep feeling of not feeling like we're doing enough. But I feel like you're getting a lot better at it. Like I've noticed if I ask, you know, how your weekend was, you just say, ah, I didn't I do nothing. Yeah. Okay. And this is another thing I wanted to say that I've been comparing myself with mm. my younger self is on a social element. Right. You're comparing so, how you were before. Comparing how I was before. And how extroverted you were. Yeah. Versus now. So younger me, previous me would be a social butterfly and would just like felt like I went out all the time. I had like all these plans. I had all these friends. I could get along with anybody, mm -hmm. you know, but now, fuck no. I'm so picky with my energy and my time. And I almost was like, I started wondering like, am I not fun anymore? Am I like too judgy? Like, why is it harder for me to want to be social than it used to be? Because I was comparing that. And then I realize, or at least I'm realizing it's a work in progress, that it's not that I'm judgy. It's not that, you know, I'm antisocial. It's just that I value my time, that I want to make sure that it's around the people who make me feel uplifted. Yes. And I don't want to risk my time around people who may not make me feel uplifted. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Like, so you're being I'm not bargaining more, with it anymore. You're a lot more protective over how much energy people can for take sure, from you. For sure. I'm not just gonna go to any party. I'm not just gonna go to any dinner. I'm gonna be like, who's there? How do they make me feel? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then mm, um should I if it's a should I, then it's probably a no. If it's not a yes, it's a no. I feel like I was actually that way when I was younger, where mm. I was so I mean, I was so introverted. I was such a homebody that it was like, Oh, I don't know them, I'm not comfortable with them, I'm not gonna go. Now I'm actually the opposite where I'm loosening up and being like, yeah, we can go out. Wow, you're reversing. <laughs> I'm Benjamin Buttoning. <laughs> Benjamin, no. unbuttoned. But really, it's interesting because I, I feel that I'm like so particular about who I spend my energy with. I'm like, I'd rather go home to my dog. Mm. But then, I mean, there are some days where I'm like, why am I like this? <laughs> I used to have that a lot. Yeah. Like genuinely, I'd be like, why am I? My parents would even be like, why don't you just go out with your friends? And I was like, they're all busy. They have plans. <laughs> all two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And then, but I think 
there's a balance to be struck maybe between you and I in terms of how liberally you're willing to go out and explore and like be in different company versus how protective you are over your energy. I think you should always be hyper protective over your energy, but mm-hmm. there should always be like that little bargaining chip of like, this could be great. I know, I know, I know. I think I think I'm maybe a little bit too far on the spectrum of like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to meet anyone. I'm like big time grinching. But that was also like, that stemmed more out of the pandemic than anything. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, but I think... That this became like your castle. Yeah. Like your home became your castle. And you're like, why would I leave my castle? Like, this is my domain. Yeah. And yeah, I can see And that. also, like, meeting new people now because of our stupid fucking restrictions is that, like, it's not <laughs> casual anymore. You can't just, like, casually meet someone out. It's like, I have to go to a structured meeting of strangers, like what we're doing after this. Yeah. <laughs> First, and I are going to meet some strangers after this. Not total strangers, but they're new people. It's very We're against to make my friends. instincts. We're trying <laughs> to make friends out here. But no, it's like it's not like you go out and like everyone's there, and then you meet someone, and then you can like like their vibe and stay, or be like, "You're weird. I'm not going to talk yeah. to you." Now yeah. it's like, oh, no, now it's five of us at a yeah, dinner like, table. I've committed to your yeah. energy for an evening, and I have to stay around you. And what if I don't like you? So I just don't take those risks anymore. That's what's so interesting about dating, like online dating, for example, is you really have to know that this is going to be worth potentially four hours of your life. Four hours? I mean, like, you think about it. If you go for drinks at 6 o'clock, it ends at 10.30. There's an inherent assumption that you're going to last until the bars close. And that point is when you're like, and he's going to go home. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, (sighs) dating is tiring. But the other thing I wanted to raise with you especially is... Before this pandemic hit, you were also such a social butterfly as part of your work. Like you were turning up at events and appearances and all of these social engagements that were very much a part of your job. So the moment the world basically cut that off and you could reset, I think maybe you're just finding your natural balance between because you had both extremes. And I think maybe this comparison that's happening in your brain is noticing what you were doing for work and that was your default mode. And then this new default mode of doing little but slightly judging yourself for it on occasion. Maybe yeah. there's a... Maybe there's something linked there. Maybe it's like... Maybe you're recalibrating. No, it, I'm definitely recalibrating. To bring it back to Honey Stars, <laughs> <laughs> my cereal is getting stirred. Why does that sound if so sexual? Had, if you uh, had a blog, it would be called Horoscopes and Honey Stars. The fuck? Is that what you think of me? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> what? Spirituality and childishness. Oh my god! Actually, though, <laughs> right? for real, that junior spirit. For but real, like, yeah. But I do like Honey Stars as a name. A little don't porny. Name, a little porny. Not gonna lie. Don't change. Don't, I was just. Don't name your kids Honey Stars. Okay, wait. I do want to. I like the name Honey. Hun- yeah, but that was only because of Matilda and Miss Honey. No, it's because of Jessica Alba in Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it. Yeah, I know. I saw that coming. <laughs> Fuck. You never saw I don't honey? Even, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> when I think of Jessica Alba, I think of Good Luck Chuck. What the fuck? And like X-Men. This is where it went wrong, Marissa. This is where you missed out on all sorts of social Sex cute- in the city, honey, coyote ugly. We're, we're watching honey. Okay, fine. We can watch And then you honey. can then let me know if I can name my child after her. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jada Kiss is in it. Little Bow Wow is yeah. in it. Yeah, oh the my kid's god. Be like syrup. 
<laughs> your son is going to be called Steve, which is short for Stevia. Fuck off. <laughs> I would never name my child Steve. Stevia. No, I would never name my it's child Stevia. The, the girl version of Steve. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> or like, you know. No, like, no, no. Wait, wait, we wouldn't pronounce it Steve. It'd be Stev. <laughs> Stevia. <laughs> It's like, Stevia. It's like, oh my God, Steph. It's like, oh, Stephanie? No, Stevia. <laughs> because I'm sweet, but a little artificial. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, where were we? Okay, wait, coming back. Let's round this off nicely. Your cereal bowl. So, so coming back to the uh, comparisons that we do to our past selves, let's just stop. Let's it's just so stop. much easier it's, said than done. I know, though. but let's acknowledge when we're doing it and chill out on ourselves. And remember, you're not supposed to be the person you even were yesterday. So mm. why are you comparing yourself to the past? Like nothing good comes from comparing yourself to the past. I'll throw a little curveball in there and think of whether you ever compare yourself to a future version of yourself that you hope is inevitable. I think I think actually that's what we should be doing if we're talking about comparison. Because then we can start to go towards who we want to be. So that's where the acting intentionally comes yes. in, right? Because you're like, in order to get there, I should act this yeah. way. So growing up, my aunt, she is a very Buddhist woman. Sure. Basically a monk. And I remember she would always ask me the one question that adults ask children when they don't know how to talk to children, which is, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? L listen, if you don't know how to talk to a kid, you always end up asking yeah. that stupid question. But I remember I would ask her because she was like, you know, she asked me. And then I was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she just said, I just want to be good. Mm. Right. And mm. I love that concept because it takes away these like labels and it takes away like the superficial. Like, well, what do you want to be? Like it gives you the direction of how you want to feel and how you want to act. I like that. So this idea of like comparing yourself to the future self instead of thinking about like what I want to do. Ask yourself what type of person you want to be and then compare your actions to that and then lead towards that. Yeah, because we always think of our future in terms of what things we have, what mm -hmm. jobs we're doing, what activities we're involved in, where we're traveling, rather than like what sort of mindset we want to be in when we get there. Mm -hmm. That was actually something I thought about a lot lately because now when I think about my future, I envision my lifestyle more than I envision what exactly I'm doing and where I'm going and what I'm earning. Which is great. I mean, to be fair, this lifestyle I'm envisioning, like I'm definitely going to need to earn a bit of cash. That's where these NFTs are coming in. <laughs> and they got so mad at me yesterday because I spent like $400 on three-dimensional dogs. There's a war, Marissa. There's a war going on. You buying online dogs. Listen, they're worth seven and a half times the price right now. So I have no comment. Anyway, but, you're saying. Yes. So what I was saying was that like there's an aspirational lifestyle that I that sort of justifies the grind that I'm going through right now because I think sometimes like when you were talking about you know you how you want to live your life going forward and what your ambition looks like in that mix and the sacrifices you will have to make for that ambition that's something that's sort of crystallized a lot where like if I'm in a situation where I'm working really late and I'm stressed out of my mind I don't think the burnout is ever worth it, but there's a bit of my brain that's like, yeah, but you're actually inching towards something that's bigger for yourself. So it's not really about the role that you're currently in. It's about what that role will afford you later. Yeah. So it's almost like an investment of your energy, but yeah. you're going to get the returns in like 10 years. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what you should be doing, right? Like, you want to, like, yeah. but you also need to get to a point where you know when it is enough. I think a lot of people don't know what enough is, and so they keep pushing the bar of, like, this is enough, this is enough, this is enough, and then suddenly, boom, you're mm. 50, you're still working in a cubicle, you got shitloads of money, <sighs> but where's your soul? Because you kept on pushing the bar of, like, I'm just going to wait till I hit this point, and then it's enough. It's like, I think I said this on the show before, where this philosopher walks into a rich man's house and the mm. philosopher himself mm -hmm. is not very rich. Yeah. And he's like, I have one thing that this rich man doesn't, doesn't have. And that's enough. I have enough. Yeah. I actually love that story. Yeah. I think it's so, so good. Because it's true. You have to, but you have to define that for yourself. And I think that's just so difficult. Because especially in our generation yeah. where there's so much available to you for the taking and so much opportunity and so many ways you can... I don't know, spin your environment that I don't know when enough is enough. I think the answer of when you would know enough is enough is when you are able to listen to your heart. Because I think the idea of wanting enough comes from desire, right? Mm -hmm. And that part of our mind, that's not really coming from our soul. I think, I think it, it's yeah. like when we are really clear of who we are, who we want to be, when, we're, when we've decided that for ourselves and then we keep the channels of us and our inner self clear, I think that we'll know from our mm. intuition when we're enough. But we can only do that when we yeah. fix the channel of like listening to ourselves. So we take the time to figure out who we want to be. Like that's why inner work is so important. I think also it's when you swap out what you should be doing as a means to an end for rather just what you want to do then and there. Mm-hmm. Like it's purely contentment in that time and space and place. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like I'm doing this as an investment for a future self anymore. It's I've already got that. So mm -hmm. now I'm going to be on cruise control. and I'm just going to enjoy where I'm at. Yeah. But again, we have such a rat race culture that I don't think that that moment ever clicks for a lot of people. Well, hey, listen, I'm going to offer this moment to each of us now, like, Let's just come back to what we discussed at the beginning of this episode. Because also, this is a really nice time to die down, to make like a little roundup. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, when are we going to have the moment to check in with ourselves, to to figure out a what we want to have more meaning of? Mm -hmm. Like, what direction do we want to go towards in terms of who we want to be on the inside? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then getting clear on that. And I think that's a good place to start. Like using what's the chaos of the world right now to check in with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So use all the noise as white noise for a moment and then just find stillness in it. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? I like that. Yeah. It's kind of like with all of this, it's just so much noise that if anything, it drowns itself out for a moment. And then you can use that as like your time to ground. Yeah. With the world blowing up in flames and hate how that's actually literal just be that dog in front of it being like this is fine <laughs> <laughs> but uh use it as that moment for us to kind of wake up to our own clarity i guess man i'm gonna journal tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna journal so hard <laughs> as if this isn't journaling already <laughs> all right guys i feel like a lot was said a lot was covered um mm. we'll be back soon i don't know where else to add i feel like just that we love you and we miss you and thank you for sticking around and being patient with us. Yeah. And 
see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, and to the and to also to the girls that come up to us when they see us in person and say that they listen our po- to our podcast, do more of that because it honestly made my day. Yes. Oh my god. Every single time. Every single time I get a DM, I'm still thrilled. I know. I'm okay. like, oh my god. You know who I am. <laughs> you listen to our voices. Okay, guys, <laughs> that's it for us. We will catch you in a couple weeks. In the meantime, stay safe. Bye.